0: Welcome everybody to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. He's my bright and my morning star. He's the lily of the valley, the fairest of 10,000. He's the restorer of my soul. Look at somebody and tell them, whatever the devil took, God restores. Whatever, I want to go one step further. Whatever life has taken, God restores. What do you mean by that, preacher? I just mean that sometimes just living life. I mean, come on, 2020, man. Life. But God gives it back to you. Hallelujah. Shaking together and running over. God, I just want to take a moment and give you thanks. This past Sunday, that's what we did a lot, is giving God thanks. And what a sweet spirit showed up in this place. Because That's what happens when you thank God for who he is. When you thank him for what he's already done, stuff that you don't think about. Lord, I got up in my right mind this morning, or as right as my mind can get. I got up in my right mind this morning. I got up in my own power. I had hot water. I had clean water. I went by Dunkin' Donuts. They got my order right. Hallelujah. I'm, whatever it takes, man. You just got to look for the good things in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, how can you do that when you said that you laid a friend to rest today? It's easier to do it because I know where he's at. Amen? So listen, let let me just, let me ask you to help me. I want you to help me in the area of living a righteous life so when I have to preach your funeral, Because I'm going to live to be old. So when I have to preach your funeral, I don't have to worry or struggle about what I'm going to say. I can just get up and say it's good. I don't want to say, well, they were so crooked we had to screw them into the ground. I don't want to have to say, I hope they made it to heaven. I want to know like they did, like I said today. I know, according to Scripture, I know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Father for those who are in right standing with God. Amen. Well, it's December 2nd, man. We are in it to win it. Hallelujah. Don't want to get anybody stressed out, but you've got 23 more days before Christmas. And what I've learned, it is the best of times during the holidays, but it can also be the worst of times. There are some who will be facing your first Christmas without a loved one. Some will be facing a Christmas that is riveted with problems that whether you created them or not, they're still there. Some of you worried about what you're going to get so-and-so and what you're going to get. You know, I'm at the age where I'm at I just love I, I really do love to give gifts, and which is really good because my family loves to get gifts, so it works out pretty fine. And I just love to watch my children. now my, my grandson, he was my grandson to be last year, and uh, to watch him open gifts, to watch my children, my children are a lot like my wife. They get very excited about gifts, and they, they you know, man, you could fill up just watching them open gifts. Now, I'm, I'm not, I know it's harder for you to believe, but I'm not that animated when I open gifts. I'm sorry. My wife said, would you get a little bit more excited? Now, when it comes to church, I'm excited. When I think about the gift of God, when I think about the gift of salvation, when I think about his goodness and what he's done for me, it makes me want to dance, 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 dance. Whew, thank you, musicians. I have been mean, forgot about y'all. Amen. So I want to I just, uh, let, you know, we've had some bad news, right? Let me give you some good news. Good news. Alan Miller, who was, many of you know, who has been in COVID in the uh, hospital, in ICU. They moved into a regular room today, and look at that coming home on Friday. Amen. Now, there are some others that we still need to pray about. You know, Bootsy Reed and Nicole. Uh, Gardener, and I don't want to bring us down anything, but you need to pray for her because they did, she did code one time today, and we need God to touch her. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. And so we need God to touch her. And, and so, you know, and, and that's what is so convoluted about the time that we live in. We go, whoo, oh. And that, you know, what makes cold and flu season so bad is that you got 90 degrees and then 60 degrees and then 40 degrees, right? And it's the same way with 2020. That you go, oh, finally, good news. Oh. And so you're going up and down and up and down and you become an emotional roller coaster. But I'm going to tell you right now, you can get off of that roller coaster. You can get off of that merry-go-round. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have some lows but it doesn't have to be as low as some of you let it bring you. You know, I, I, I've buried my friend of mine today, but I'm in the house of God giving God praise and ready to preach. Why? Because it doesn't change the fact of who God is. Good news or bad news, it doesn't change the fact that God is still on the throne, and it doesn't change the fact, no matter what happens, if I die, I'm going to heaven. All right? So let me just get into it really quick because I want, I want to give you this. It's a short message. It really was. And honestly, I prepared it for the 11 o'clock Sunday service this past because I just needed something short because we only had five people being baptized. And then that long-winded worship leader went a different direction and we was in here for a while. But anyway, I just, I, I just got four points. And if y'all will let me, I'm going to get to them. I want to talk to you tonight about getting through the holidays. Because, man, we're in it. You know, after, after Thanksgiving, who started playing Christmas music Thanksgiving Day? How many? Yeah, I'm watching Hallmark. Jesus, God, how many movies can they make? Oh, my God. All right, how many in here enjoy Hallmark? How many loathe Hallmark? Mostly men. Few women, but mostly men. But let me tell you something, men. You get extra points by watching a Hallmark movie with your wife. Right? But it doesn't, it doesn't count if you sleep through it. My wife already told me that because I've watched about 18 of them. But I slept through them. Because after this first seven minutes, I know exactly what's going to happen. It can change. God does still do miracles. The only only thing worse than a Hallmark movie is a Lifetime movie. feel like you've lived a lifetime by the time you've watched it. Your life has flashed before your eyes. You're like, oh, my God, just somebody just please take me out. I bet we don't, I bet this church don't get endorsed by Hallmark or Lifetime. We never would anyway. We we try to preach truth here. Let me move on. Let's talk about getting through the holidays because you know what's going to happen through these holidays. 2020 or not, your crazy family's going to get together at some point in time. Well, Pastor, it's only me and my spouse. Like I said, your crazy family going to get together sometime, but I want to give you some things just to remember, because the holiday season is one of the happiest seasons of the year, but it also is one of the most stressful year, seasons of the year. Do you know more suicides happen during the holidays than any other time in the year? There's a Hallmark movie. It probably calls a Hallmark. Is that what you said? It calls them a Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you write the jokes, give them to me, I'll tell them. What are you sitting by Popeye? Where's Popeye? Oh, he's quiet. Like, unbelievable. He's like, "What's a hallmark?" <laughs> Again, you wonder why you're divorced. As years ago, I'm just kidding. You know that. But not only do we have the regular stresses of life, man, the weekly stresses. Not only do we have the people who are buying for our time, a lot of people want advice during the holidays. A lot of people pull you from all different directions during the holidays. And then we try to gather with our friends and family, even in the midst of this pandemic, And, you know, everybody, we, I've, had a, I've had a few Christmas parties canceled because of the pandemic. One good thing that came out of COVID. How many ever gets tired of going to Christmas parties? I mean, there's only so many Christmas games you can play. Sherry's got some new ones, praise God. Because we got one on Sunday. But there's not, you know, there's only so much Christmas candy you can eat. Because it ain't real Christmas candy. Is there's only so many doors that you can stop with fruit cakes? They're good door stops. They're not good for anything else. If you hate somebody, buy them a fruit cake. Here, Merry Christmas! All right. Once again, I'm I'm, I'm on this I'm on this kick. How many like fruit cake? Oh, six. And you know what? As I'm looking around, everybody who has their hand up are fruitcakes. I'm (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just telling you right now, fruit does not go with cake. You know what goes with cake? Chocolate. That's what goes with cake. What kind of Christmas candy? Chocolate. What kind? Chocolate. It doesn't matter. Chocolate. Amen. Amen. But I don't want you just to survive this Christmas season, man. I don't want you just to, you know, and and there are some of us, and i got to be careful, there are some of us who just count down the days. Man, I'm just ready for 2020 to be over. But I just want you to know that on December 31st at 11.59 and at the stroke of midnight, it's not going to magically get better. Because you don't just go, oh, it's a new day. It's a new year. You can't deal with me any longer. No, no. You got to make a new day whatever it is, wherever you are right now. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. The Bible says that this is the day the Lord has made. I shall, be, I shall rejoice and be glad in it. And that's what I'm going to do, man. I mean, I've made my decision. But I want it to be a, a joyous time for you, but I also want it to be a fruitful time for you as a Christian. Philippians 4, if you'll turn there with me, Chapter 4, verse 4, now I put it on the screen because I'm reading from an unfamiliar, uh, an unfamiliar translation and we don't have it in our system, um, but it's called God's Word Translation. God's Word Translation, I really like the, the way that it worded it in this translation because here's what he said, always be joyful in the Lord. Man, we can stop right there, if you could get that one concept right there, we could go home. But you haven't, you haven't got it, you're not going to get it tonight, so let me go on. I'll say it again. See, Paul's trying to tell you. Be joyful. You ain't going to get. let me say it again. Be joyful. Let everyone know how considerate you are. If I was in a real Pentecostal church, it was oh my God. Hey! All right. Let everybody know how considerate you are. Now, listen. Just because you tell people how considerate you are doesn't mean that you're considerate. I just want you to know I'm very considerate. It doesn't make it so. It's like somebody said, I'm very proud about being humble. I'm very proud about my humbleness. How considerate you are, the Lord is near. Never worry about anything. Well, I blew that out of the water, God. But in every situation, let God know. Um, Charlie, is that a typo? But in every situation, let God know. Is that a typo? Because I thought it should say, let Facebook know. Or Twitter. Or MeWe. That's a new one out What's that other one? Parlor, Snapchat. The dark web. Only a couple of y'all know where that's at. But let God know what you need in prayers and requests while giving thanks. Lord, here's what I need, but I want you to know I thank you for this. Oh, somebody ain't hearing me. Lord, I want to tell you what I need, but I want to thank you for what you've given. Well, this is what I think I need, but I want to give you praise for what you have done and what you're going to do and what you are presently doing in my life. I want to thank you for the stuff that I don't even understand that you're doing. I want to thank you for the stuff that you have kept me from that I didn't even know that you delivered me from. Huh. Let God know what you need in prayers and requests while giving thanks, then, then, when you do this, then God's peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. Now you know why I like this translation, right? The next verse, where am I? Okay, you, I really can't read that too much, so I've got to go to my notes because I can't re- make out the first. Oh, because y'all sitting lower, y'all can see it because it's up like that. Finally, brothers and sisters, keep your thoughts on whatever is right and deserves praise. Keep your thoughts on what is right. Remember we talked about keeping your right mind? Keeping, on, keeping your mind on the things that you're thankful for? Keep your thoughts on things, whatever is right or deserves praise. things that are true. You know what that means, right? You've got to cut most news off. On what is true, you know, let me just say this. I, I, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying, I went to my sister's uh, back in November 7th, and she's got a TV, but it wasn't plugged up. So at the election, I'm not, I'm not even, no, no. At the election, I went to bed at 10 o'clock on election night. Why? Because I've done all I could do. Amen. And, and and I really haven't picked back up watching the news yet. And you know I, I I I'm okay. I'm okay. Now I'm not talking about we ought to be illiterate and and, and ignorant of what's going on in the world, but but I'm okay. I really haven't missed. It. I think I'm a little bit better. Hey, Amen. I didn't. I haven't wanted to put my foot to the TV at all. I, I mean I know y'all don't have those fits, but you know. Things that are true, honorable, fair, pure, acceptable, or commendable. Practice. Practice what you've learned and received from me. What you heard and saw me do. Then the God who gives this peace will be with you. God's word translation. Man, that's 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 powerful. Whew. Practice. Do you know that practicing doesn't come easy? Do you know why I'm not better on the piano cuz I don't practice a lot? You all know, like it shows, yeah? Do you know why I can't do a backflip? Because I'm a roly-poly. I do front flip. No, but you understand what I'm saying? I don't practice. I practiced one time when I was a teenager on a trampoline, about broke my neck. I never want to practice again. But practice means to do it until it becomes habitual. Do it until it becomes second nature. Wax on, wax off to my generation. So then, what are the things that Paul tells us to do? I'm going to give you four of them. Number one, (laughs) worry about nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you straight up, man. I wish I could say that was easy. I wish I could tell you that I do it, but I don't. I I practice doing it. I practice. When I start getting worked up about something, I go, wait a minute, God, I, I gave that to you. Did y'all see my cat-like reflexes? <laughs> <laughs> the thing's a little wobbly, kind of like me. We were in a wobble, but it did fall down. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a backflip. Never worry about anything, but in every situation, let God know what you need in prayer and request while giving things. Worry has tempted so many of us this year. I mean, how I many? Let's just be real. How I many's I mean worried some this year? But some have worried to the point of needing medication. Some have worried to the point of needing intoxication. Which brings me back to you needing sanctification. Which causes transformation. I'm going to move on from that. Because I ran out of Asians. <laughs> Worry has tempted so many of us. And, and I'm just going to tell you man. Worry is a killjoy, And it adds unnecessary stress to your life. Somebody said, I I love what it said, I I hope I can repeat it the way they they wrote it in the book. And they said, worry is paying interest on stuff that might not happen. I mean, man, I hate paying interest. But you're paying interest on stuff that might not happen. But that's what worry is. Well, pastor, how do I not worry? Keep your mind on things of God. How do I not worry? It tells you right here. It said don't worry. But in every situation, let God know what you need in prayer and request while giving thanks. Do you know that as you worry? Now this is on me because I'm worried about this. Hey, Justin, there's some more over here. <laughs> nah, I'm going to leave it alone. Get that in the morning and get the vacuum clean. All right, so worry about nothing. But what you do, man, is that as you begin to worry and get uptight, you start giving God thanks. Lord, I'm going to give this to you. You know what I need. And do you know what I've decided? I- I've decided that a lot of our needs is not really needs. A lot of our needs are wants. But as I begin to thank God, it takes me out of the worry stage and puts me in the praise stage. But we worry about stuff. We worry about getting sick. That's why, you know, people are worried about getting sick. People are are, are not coming to church because they're worried about being sick. Understandable, especially if you have underlying issues. People are worried about making somebody else sick. Right? Right? We're worried about how people will respond to this unique challenges because everything is fluid. There's no, there's no one answer for everything. So stuff you have to worry about. You know, on the job. How, how many's had to change the way you do your job? You know, many people have had to change it. You know, I mean, we, we've changed many ways the way we do church and how we sit people. How, we've changed about 17 times, I've lost count, how we receive offerings. I mean, we, we've just changed things. But thank God you guys are pretty cool because you, you just roll with the punches. Because why? We've never been here before. There is no manual on it, but those are the things that you worry about. But worry, even during the holiday season of 2020, is not inevitable. You don't have to worry throughout this season. You can rest in Jesus. So, from my understanding, if you read psychologists, worry is a learned behavior. <laughs> it, if if it is a if it is learned, it can also be unlearned. I'm trying to help somebody now. If you have learned how to worry, then you can learn how, or unlearn how not to worry. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6.33, so don't ever worry about tomorrow. After all, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. So here's the insight. In order to relieve stress, live one day at a time. You really can't see that, but that's what it says. In order to relieve stress, live one day at a time. It didn't look like that on the computer. Live one day at a time. Number two, pray about everything. Pray about everything. Now, I'm talking to Christians on a Wednesday night probably, but that's something we don't do. We, We don't pray about it. We complain about it. We, we do a Santa Claus. Make a list. Lord, here's what I need you to do. And if you, at all possible, could it be done by 1215 tomorrow afternoon? But that ain't the way it works, right? Pray about everything in every situation. Let God know what you need in prayer and request, giving thanks unto God. Whenever, we, whenever God tells you to eliminate something in your life, It is always in preparation of giving you something better. God's never asked me to give up something without replacing it with something better. You know, because people look at serving God sometimes as God always wants me to give up something. No, God wants you to give up something so you can get something. He wants you to give up this old dilapidated life so you can get a happy new life. He wants you to give up your old habits so you can make some new habits that will help you have a better life. He wants you to give up worry and start beginning to praise and glorify Him because it makes you better. Anything that God wants you to eliminate, you know, here, everybody can understand this one. I've had teenagers and, and people who are older who go, well, God just don't want me to be happy. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. That's why he died on the cross for you. Because he didn't want you happy. He wanted you miserable. No, that ain't it. He wants you happy. But he's more more interested in you going to heaven to be happy for a lot longer time than he is you being a little happy here on this earth and then dying and and being in hell for eternity. Poor Pastor, that's hard on a Wednesday night. I'm, I'm I'm just talking here. He always replaces a negative with a positive. In this case, he wants you to replace worry with prayer. He wants you to replace worry with prayer. When you stop worrying, you'll create more space in your life that can be filled with prayer. Now, back in the, I'm, where my wife? I'm, I'm looking. Help me, honey. When was Larry Lee, when did he write that book? So in the 80s, there was this doctrine that went around that could you not tarry. There was a big book everybody just studied. And everybody prayed for an hour. I'm going to tell you right now. I tried that. I mean, I put a list of everybody I needed to pray for. I went through everything. I prayed for every person on my list. Boy, I prayed and prayed. I mean, I saw God bombarded heaven. It was about seven minutes. That don't work for me. And then I come across this guy who said this, Lamar Vest, who was a general overseer of the Church of God. Because I lived in, you know, when, when you don't measure up to other Christians, you begin to live in condemnation. Oh, my God. You know, how many remember Ken Lee? Man, Ken Lee if you ask that man to pray, he had this baritone voice. He used to sing with the St. Pete Opera, and he had a vocabulary that was just com- just completely inhuman. For fun, him and his brother, when they would go to school, when for fun, they would look up words in the dictionary, see how many people how many times they could use it in a sentence that same day. I go, "Dude, you guys needed a toy." But he would get up and he would pray, Oh, how Father, thou art in heaven. Blah blah, 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 And I'm like, wow. And I'm the pastor, and I'm like, wow, that man can pray. I don't really know what he just said, but it sounded really eloquent. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You hear other people pray, like, wow. <laughs> I'll tell this one quick story. I, I went to a, a minister's meeting over on the west side of, or east side of Citrus County, and, and there was about 25, 25 pastors in there. And, and you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really do well in those settings. Why? Because I'm really not religious, and so it's hard for me to, to deal. And so, so they decided what we wanted to do is get in a circle of 25 men and pray. And while we pray, we're going to hold hands. I'm not homophobic, but I don't want to hold your hand, bro, for 25 minutes. My wife? Yeah. You? Absolutely not. So we're praying, and each person tries to outpray the last person. You know, and so most wasn't Pentecostal. I thought I could just pray in tongues and just blow them all out. Someone let go of my hand, start running, especially if I start shaking. (laughs) Do y'all ever think like I do? I just like tripping people out sometimes. But I did. I did. I was good because nobody knew me, and I was the kind of the new guy on the block back then. And so I was just standing there holding big boy's hand. And then, then the guy on my left had like a little, little limp, little limp fish hand. I'm like, oh, come on, bro, <laughs> Jesus! And so we just pray. And so each one goes down, blah, blah. And so they get to me. Here's what I do. Thank you for salvation. Next. <laughs> and they went. The guy went. Are you done? I go. Oh yeah, I've been done. They didn't know I was just waiting to get my hand away from these guys. I'm leaving. I ain't ever coming back. And I didn't ever go back. I went, we, we went one time to the west side. It was about like the east side, so I decided I'd go to the south side. I've been at the south side ever since. Anyway, let me move on. But pray about everything. It's not about you trying to outpray somebody. And, and then I, I love this one religious woman that I know that I won't call her name but I know she's not watching. But she said, here's what she said. She said, Pastor, I just wanted to pray today. and I asked the Lord, Lord, do you want me to pray? So you know me. I go, what did he say? You ask God, does he want you to pray? What did he say? And she goes, I told him, I want to pray. Would you like me to pray? I'm like, I'm sure he didn't say no. She goes, yes, he said yes. And so I prayed. I said, you realize in asking him the question, it was prayer. Huh? That's what prayer is. Prayer is communing with God. And for those of you who say, I don't know how to pray, if you are not know to open up your pie hole, and get some voice to it, then you know how to pray. You ain't got to pray in King James Version. You don't have to pray in God's Word Version. You can pray. I'll tell you a great way to pray if you don't know how to pray. Go to the book of Psalms, open up the Bible, and just begin to read it out loud because the book of Psalms is a book of prayer and praise and song. So pray. He wants you to pray. Then, there, then also in the, in the 80s or early 90s, there also went around that if, if you, uh, they said you had to hold your hands a certain way. That if you want, y'all, y'all remember this. So if you wanted to bless God, you had to put your hands this way. But if you needed God to bless you, I just don't see God going, okay, so, oh, I'm sorry, I missed that hand gesture. One of them said, You got to kneel. The other one said, You got to lay (laughs) prostrate. (laughs) My wife's back there going, Focus, focus, because she knows where I'm about to go. Because we got our own language, you know. But anyway, we me move on. But in, you have to lay down, you know. And then so I, I, felt, con- I felt condemnation to trying to pray up in my recliner. <laughs> oh, I got to get out of my recliner. I got to get on my knees, you know. But God don't care how you pray. He don't care your hand like this or like this, like this. I don't, he don't How many caught that? How many caught that? not not later. My generation again, my generation. <laughs> Woo, I'm in rare form tonight. Let me move on. But God don't care how you pray, man. He just wants you to pray. He just wants you to pray. You know, when we were building this church, we put these really nice, you women, you know, y'all know in y'all's restaurant, there's these really nice vanities, you know. They were like $450 a piece 12 years ago. My wife said, honey, if you will put them in the women's restroom, the women will love you. I said, most of them do already. And she goes, what you gonna do for the me? men? I showed her what we were gonna do for the men. She goes, There ain't nothing to do with. I said, baby, I'm just trying to get the men to wash their hands. I don't care if they love me. you got to know what a wind looks like, right? God don't care what you you look like when you pray. He don't care if you're on your knees. He don't care if you're jumping around. He just wants you to pray. He's just wanting communication from you so that he can talk to you. (laughs) Philippians 4, 6 says we're to pray in all things. The Phillips translation says, tell God, I like this, 4-6 of the Phillips translation, tell God every detail of your need in earnest, and here it comes again, and thankful prayer. Did you get that? It just, it seemed like you don't even need to pray unless you thank. You need to make that sandwich, bro. That sandwich of, I need, but thank you. I need, but thank you. Thank you for what you have done. So stop worrying. God wants you to pray about everything. You know, everything in your life. If it's a big deal or if it's a big worry, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. Well, I didn't want to bother God with it because it's small. How mean, he's heard that? How many, don't raise your hand. How many said that? is a little thing. And so you made, you made the decision without prayer and messed everything up. Now you got a mess and you really need God now because you didn't pray about it. what's my next one, Charlie? Help me get on here. There's no problem too big for God's power or too small for God's concern. Isn't that truth? Number three, thank God. I've been in this all day. Thank God for all things. For the things you don't understand, thank you. God, I don't understand it, but I'll hold your hand. Lord, I, I don't understand, but I don't need to understand. I just need to hold your hand. You know, how... I've tried to be a good father, and there's a, there's a couple of things that I've that I have decided I, I'm good at. One of them is being a father. What's the other thing? I'm still working on it. But I'm a pretty decent father. But I would try to explain to my kids sometimes, "Daddy, why is this? Well, baby, it's because this, that, the other, and da 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 da. But 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 why is it? Well, because." Of, and I will explain to my best of ability. Well, then, well, but then why? And then finally at some point let me go, because I said so. That's why you got to go to bed right now. I said so. Why? Because they wasn't able to understand or comprehend the reality that if you didn't go to sleep, when you wake up, you're going to be ornery. And then I'm going to have to touch that place on you that causes things to get straightened out. Oh, you see, the young parents, y'all don't know nothing about that place. It's a place. It's in this area. But there's a there's a place you can touch them that will take their breath. And you ain't got to do it, but a few times. But let me move on. But sometimes. You gotta thank God in all things because God ain't gonna explain everything to you. Well, God, why don't you bless them and I know stuff on them? Why'd you give them that new car? You know I need a new car. <laughs> why'd you bless them with a car? Lord, you know why why'd you give them that house? I need a house. Lord, why'd you give them that man? I wanted a man. Matter of fact, I wanted that man. Yeah. Come on, huh? You'd be surprised at the stuff I heard. There's one lady got mad at my wife, and she was mad for like a year and a half and never knew why she was mad. Finally, she come to a sherry and said, I want to apologize for being mad. And we thought, well, we didn't know you was mad, but okay. Why are you mad? Because God gave you your husband. I'm sorry. And God didn't give me a husband like that. And we thought, well, if you'd quit looking for your husbands in the bar, we'll look. Where was I at? Where was I at? Thank God for all things. In every situation, let God know what you need in prayer and request while giving thanks to God. The attitude of gratitude is the healthiest human emotion that you could have. An attitude of gratitude. You ever met people, and I love people like this. You ever met people that's just like, they're just, you know, they're just happy. And some people go, well, it's because they they don't know any better. That's a good thing. <laughs> I like people like that. Remember You know, when your kids didn't know any better, they were just happy. (laughs) And then they learn. I I like people that are happy and grateful in all areas. Ungrateful people, there it is, ungrateful people also tend to be unhappy people. Because nothing ever satisfies them. Talk to them enough. Why, Why are you so ugly? No, no, I ain't talking about your makeup. I'm talking about why you're ugly. And you, if you, because they will say nothing's went right for them. They never got a break. Everybody's treated them ugly. Nobody's treated them right. Wait a minute. You're talking about everybody on the planet. You've done the statistics. You've met everybody, and everybody's against you. No, no, no. If you meet people. Who are unhappy? It usually goes back to being ungrateful. You know, I, I, as a kid, most of you know I was raised very poor, and I, I, and we were very poor. And I was over at a, a a family, my brother-in-law's family, like the the next day after Christmas or something, and his brothers were complaining about their gifts. I mean, like just threw them down, and 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 I'm over there like. Well, bro, if you don't want that, you know what I'm talking about? Well, bro, if you don't want that, I'll, I'll take it. I'll be very thankful for it. But that's, they're unhappy. Can I tell you that today, that same family, certainly that same guy, is so unhappy? Because you're not thankful for what you have. Man, I'm thankful. You know, I I wish I could tell you that that I don't ever have days where I'm I'm unhappy. No, 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 I'm I'm not trying to give you a bill of goods that's not reality. But I can tell you this, the more grateful I am, the more happy I am. The more that I feel like that people and the planet and the earth doesn't owe me nothing, the better I can be thankful. When I don't, when you see, I know me, man, and what I deserve, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual here, but what I deserve, I deserve hell. And no matter anything else that happens, I ought to be thankful. Because I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. Why? Because of the gift that Jesus Christ gave me. If you're depressed, try this. And listen, I I I know people who've dealt with depression, and that's not you're not a bad person. It's a real thing. You know, it's not just like get over it. It's a real thing, but here's something to help you get over it. Why don't you list fifty things that you're thankful for? Fifty, yeah. Because it's easy just to one, two, three. Start thinking about what you are thankful for, what you do have, what you are grateful for. Because when you're grateful, it gets the focus off your problems and put the focus on the many blessings that are in your life. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Whatever happens, give thanks because it is God's will in Christ Jesus that you do this. God's will for your life is so constant is to constantly give thanks for the good days and the bad days and the highlights and the struggles because if you didn't know the highlights or if you didn't know the struggles you wouldn't be thankful for the highlights if you didn't know the bad days you wouldn't know what good days are if you didn't know what the good days were you may, you, you might not know what the bad days are but lord i give you the glory for the bad days because yea though i walk through i'm not stopping yea though i walk through i'm coming through it i'm moving i'm moving past it. i'm not going to stay there i'm not going to set up a homestead i'm going to move on man. here's the insight there's always something to be grateful for period you can find something to be grateful for number four, I told you I'm going to get you out of here early looks like I'm going to get you out about three minutes early (laughs) think about right things think about right things now, let me say this takes, goes back to that word practice how do you do that? every time your mind starts drifting, you got to bring it back you know how you drive a car? You don't just hold it one spot, right? You make little adjustments almost constantly. You hit a bump, unless you're some people. And I know plenty of people who hit one bump and put them in a the ditch, right? God, I, just want, I need this area. And they don't get it, and they go into a ditch. They spend the next six months trying to fix their life. No, you just make, make adjustments. Make, and, the, and the more immediate adjustments you make, the less major adjustments you need down the road. My God, that's good stuff right there. <sighs> You'll need to char, uh, change how you think to reduce stress. The stress, now hear me, the stress is inside you, not outside you. Your mind is a special gift from God. It's capable of storing more than one trillion thoughts. What you think about impacts your entire life. And God gave you the freedom to choose what you think about. So decide what you're going to think about. Well, I I can't get my mind off this. Yes, you can. It takes practice. Keep going back to things that you're thankful for. Because God wants you to use your brain power to focus on whatever is right or deserves praise. Yet yeah, many Christians are totally indiscriminate about what they let enter their mind. Listen, I have to let, I have to, I have to, the Bible says that I bring into captivity every thought, into captivity that's against the cause of Christ. And there are things. There are things that come into my mind. You know, my, my, when we first got married, my wife, we'd be riding down the road, and my wife would go, What are you thinking right now? I would not think about nothing. There's no way you can be thinking about nothing. Women, us men, we have a nothing box. We can think about nothing. What are you thinking about right now? I'm trying to think, Why are you so weird? Why are you asking me what I'm thinking right now? What'd I do? Right? Amen. And it's because m- men, we have compartments, and women don't. There's a whole other teaching on that I'll, I'll teach you a little later on. The teaching that men have compartments and women have spaghetti. That's why my, that's why my wife can cook. My wife can cook. Watch TV, listen to the radio, and carry on a conversation with me, and know what's going on, everything. And I'm like, "That's why we men got to cut the radio down just to back up." Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, y'all women are laughing. That's why y'all wreck so much. That's why y'all back into stuff? Y'all should have cut the radio down if you. You'd have cut the radio down, you could hear. That's a sign of getting old, isn't it? Huh, ha ha ha! My daddy would go, huh, ha huh, ha! Huh, huh. Trying to back up, huh. Huh, man, hush. That was country for hush. Shut up. Huh, 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 huh. huh. Hey, don't you dare huh him back. Huh, huh. Put your face up here. Your thoughts affect how you feel. And your feelings affect your actions. So keep your mind on right things. What's my next one? Whatever I think about is what I am becoming. (laughs) So right now, I'm becoming chili. Because I'm thinking about the chili that my wife has on the stove for me after service. Stand to your feet. Ah. Well, I don't know if y'all got anything out of this, but I've enjoyed it. And this is 826. I'm getting you out four minutes early. Let the Holy Ghost break you loose right now. It could do it. Lord, I want to thank you for your many and multiple blessings on our life, and on our church. Lord, you said that your peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard our thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. Lord, I know that you stand ready and able to give us peace that goes beyond anything we can imagine, even in the middle of the busiest season of the year in the craziest year most of us have ever lived through. God, I pray for that peace on every family. God, I pray that when they walk through their door tonight, that they will declare and establish that this house shall be a house of peace. And anything that tries to disrupt that peace, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Peace in their home, peace in their mind, peace in their spirit. God, let us worry about nothing, but pray about everything and be thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.